Since I was a kid, I've been able to sleep through anything. Storms, sirens, you name it. Last night, I didn't sleep. I guess I get a little goofy when I'm nervous. You see, today isn't just any other day. It's my first day. I'm the man. How sometimes life can be so unpredictable. And if they had to do it all again. And four years of pre-med, four years of med school, and tons of unpaid loans have made me realize one thing. Good. Could you go drop an NG tube on the patient in 234 and call the attending if the lavage is positive? I don't know, Jack. I can't do this all on my own. No, I know I'm no Superman. I'm no Superman. Hello and welcome, TV Donuts. You're listening to TV Donut. I'm Piers Ray. Joining me as always, intrepid co-host, Saskia Werner. Hello, everybody. And Hannah Davies. Hi. First time listening to the show, let me run you through it. This is TV Donut. What we do, we pick a show at random from Hannah Davies' magical master spreadsheet, which she made herself, and we... Not true. Okay, well, we watch the pilot. We watch the finale of the first season. We try to figure out what happened in between. That and is true. Can you imagine you made the list and no. you had like somehow made Ma- put Manimal on there? Like, how would you ever come to the conclusion? To, I put- would, to make a list, I would have just had to copy someone else's list. Crazy. But instead, I just stole someone's list. Stolen. And I believe, if I'm correct, this is the 95th show that we've watched a, for TV Donut. Jesus, that's crazy. We have done a lot we've of hard done, work here. We've seen so much crap This was so another good pick. We are having an amazing season five so far, in my humble opinion. I agree. I think that yeah. this was one of the... I was surprised. Welcome back. You weren't here for the last episode, actually. Yeah, you missed teenage the Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. <sighs> Don't mm. remind me. It was. I'm heartbroken. Can't awesome. believe it. Can't believe it. And Eric, Didn't as usual, sub-donut. Yeah. Has he gotten a donut that he's liked? Such a downer. No, he hasn't even liked any of the of the other shows. For yeah, he did. Podcasts. He liked um, the OC. No, oh yes, that one. I meant for did, TV donut. Did he actually have a problem with the Ninja Turtles? Yes, yeah, he didn't like it. Flat out didn't like it. I was so excited. I he was never like, watched finally. it as a child, so there was no Eric nostalgia associated. Okay. He was not happy. It's but still, not, it's not a great show. You can Barney stop Miller. There. That was he, one. The first one. Barney Miller. The first one he ever came That's to talk about. That's the only one I think we've gotten him to watch that he actually enjoyed. That's Anyways, good. this isn't about Eric. Piers no. is back. This is about Scrubs. And we're watching Scrubs. The perfect episode for me to come back on. a special episode of TV Donut because I have seen 90% of Scrubs. Mm-hmm. I kind of checked out there in the last season when... Uh, Zach Braff left the show and uh, was replaced by Dave Franco, who is awesome, but at the time, you know, was learning and yeah. wasn't great. And, uh, yeah. Oh, very strange. They, they changed networks. It got canceled on NBC and then went to ABC, so I was kind of done by then. But some amazing funny episodes, in my opinion. Really weird to finish a show in your eighth season and then have it revived with pretty much an entirely new cast. Without it's your star. Yeah. It was a weird decision, but it was hugely popular. It's just like Big Bang or any of those shows at the time that are like, the ratings are high. So if someone can make money off of it, they will, which yeah. is unfortunate for content. But I mean, sometimes you don't even care when you love a show so much that you just want them to make them keep going <laughs> forever. Yeah. Like honestly, if they could make James Roday and Dulé Hill, like keep making Psych forever, you I would, would just watch keep it. watching it forever, even though it wasn't that great at the end because... I just love it, so who cares? <laughs> totally. <laughs> so I, I think a lot of people felt that way about Scrubs. I was not one of them. This uh, is a show that I like, but it definitely wouldn't make my top 10. I'm not sure it would even make my top 20 favorite sitcoms, but I, yeah. I do like it. I remember seeing the show when it first came out. Was not a huge fan at yeah. the time. Wasn't really, because I was not a Zach Braff fan. Me either. But I'm really, I really enjoyed it this time. It's very stylized and they make very uh, particular decisions. It's my biggest problem with the show. And that's like, if you're not into their style of comedy, then you're not going to like it. Because that doesn't change. Like, for me, the stuff where, like, where they, like, uh, cut to JD's fantasy of his sitcom and they have a son. Like, I don't... I don't love that stuff, but no. yeah. I know that some people start, like love it for those reasons, and it has these like surreal. It kind of took me out of it. Well, there was like a, a couple of the instances, like the uh, uh, the lady orderly later is floating along the floor for no reason, mm-hmm. and then the second episode of the finale opens with the mirror scene, which I also didn't care for. But other, if that was gone. The show would be so much better. Yeah. There's an amazing. I feel cast. like that mirror scene is because 
like 20 minute comedies don't get previously on. So they're like, let's tell our audience everything that's happened this season. It was super awkward. It went for on for a long time. Right, let's talk about the pilot. Um, my first day. Yes, my first day. And basically, uh, three interns, two medical and one surgical, kick off their first day at Sacred Heart Teaching Hospital. It aired on October 2nd, 2001. Yeah. Which was a long time ago now. Yeah. And I do want to apologize. I feel like I could have found you a better um, version. I didn't look at it before I gave it to you, and I was like... We could have found something I could have, a little better. I considered it was a little looking grainy, for a, a different quality after the first one. Like, nah, yeah. I'm just going to keep it going. It was fine, but it, yeah. it was I'm fine. sure better exists. Um, but yeah, it, it opens, both episodes open with literally the same voiceover. Yes. Of uh, JD saying how normally he has no problem sleeping, he can sleep through whatever, but he hasn't slept. It's his first day at work as a doctor, and he was super nervous. And then he goes to the hospital, and then we see the goings-on of Sacred Heart Hospital. Yes, and we get to meet everyone there. I thought it was really cool that they did the exact same opening shot yeah, for both. I agree. It was the, op- the same language. Like, mm-hmm. for a hot second, I was like, did I, am I, did I hit play on the exactly, wrong one? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then you, he says, first year, and you're like, oh my god, smart. And of course, I have no memory. Like, you know, watch this 18 years ago or whatever. I didn't know that was going to happen. Um, but yeah, really cool. And because it's 24 episodes, we got a huge donut. Yes. Yeah. And a lot more questions than I think you would get in a normal half hour comedy. Did you feel that way? I felt like there were no questions. Yeah. I think everything, a lot of things have changed. Relationships have changed, obviously. Well, anyway, we'll get that into the finale. But yeah. there's a lot of donut questions here. They just mostly get answered. The most confusing one where I think we didn't get very many answers is the relationship between... Oh my god! Like I, the names are gonna escape me. Uh, okay. The uh, one of the interns, the surgical, his roommate, uh, Christopher Turk, Doctor Christopher Turk. Yeah, yeah, Turk, and uh, the lady and Carla, Doctor Carla, Doctor Carla, the nurse, nurse. She's not. Um. Yeah. So they are together, but apparently, Doctor Cox is in love with Carla. Yeah. yeah. That's all spelled out, and I mean that's. You got it. Yeah. That's it's pretty it. obvious in the pilot as well. Not obvious, I guess. He's because in love when with he her. first meets her, he's extremely rude to her. But he also but that makes seems that to comment. be his uh, MO with everybody. Um, what's weird too is like his, he starts the first day and then they immediately flash back to the day before his first day mm-hmm. where we meet Ted, who's the lawyer, and he's just talking to them about like, don't get sued. You know, never admit that you've made a mistake to a patient unless that patient is dead and they can't hear you. Um, he's just like a super weird uh, dude. Yeah. And then we find out him and Turk are best friends. They roomed together in college. They roomed together in med school. And they're going to be roommates now. They're at the same hospital. And they're like super excited. Uh, and then we meet Elliot. So the surgical interns are going to go grab a beer. The medical interns are having a Pac-Man tournament. Apparently we're all 12. <laughs> I love Pac-Man. Me too. I love watching it. I love playing it. I love, I love all of it. I'm Elliot. Elliot. Yeah, don't do that. I'm JD. This is Turk. Elliot, are you medical or surgical? Medical. <laughs> Hello. Who is the blonde female doctor, and she says all her brothers are doctors, her dad's a doctor, and she's super competitive. They, like, literally race up the stairs, which is really funny. And she has a boy name because her dad just wanted boys. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and when they meet Dr. Jeffrey, not Jeff, who is their resident, and then everything that comes out of his mouth He's basically is like... Oh, it read John Dorian? Great. One, I am your resident, Dr. Jeffrey Stedman. Not Jeff. Two, here are your manuals. This is a you ever notice how quickly some people make an impression? I'm a tool. I'm a tool. I'm a tool, 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 an unbelievably annoying tool. Yeah. Yeah, finally. These are your beepers. From now on, they control your entire life. Okay. Thanks. Move it. Don't look at me when we're moving somewhere. We don't. We don't see much of him in the. Not in this episode. Or in the finale. Oh, in the finale. No, in the finale at all. Maybe. I assume he's around. At the end of the pilot, like all he yells, all of his lines are literally the way that um, Zach Braff hears him. It's like tool. I'm a tool. Tool. This is your. This is your job. This is my job. Everyone do this. Blah blah blah. Also, if he's the residency director in the pilot, in the finale. He's, um, I don't think he says he's a resident. I think he's just the resident. Their resident. Like, interns work for a resident, right? right? And then the residents work for a residency director? 
But That's, you might be right. Maybe he has gone by I the finale. The interns were resident. It's very. I no, don't you're know. an intern, okay. and then you become a resident, and yeah. I think eventually you. And become... then the resident director is in charge of all the residents, and then Doctor Kelso is like above that, basically, Got it. and he runs the hospital. He's the ch- medical. You are my go-to chief. for all this. I've stuff, seen all you these know medical dramas, and I've you seen a lot of medical work. shows. That's true, and also on the show, everyone has multiple names. For instance, Carla refers to JD as Bambi. Yes. She is walking him through uh, what he needs to be doing. He tells him what they're waiting for, which is Dr. Cox. He blows in and just says a bunch of really rude things. Um, tells him not to look at her when they're walking. Uh, mean. Oh, yeah. Carla says that to JD, right? Sorry. I was talking about Dr. Cox. We also see that JD is not comfortable. Like, he's, he's not confident. No. Right. Yeah. He's not comfortable doing anything. He tries to do it, can't do it quickly he enough. Hasn't he hasn't done it on living people. Yeah, he's, he's only, only worked on cadavers. On, yeah. yeah. We're waiting for Dr. Cuts. Hi, doctor. I'm placing an IV for me. We'll talk later. Carla, can I ask you a personal question? Do you spray the perfume on or do you just fill your bathtub up with it at home and splash around in it? I smell nice. Come on, you've done this to cadavers before, so this guy's alive. Just poke it through his skin. Poke it through now! Time's up. Carla, would you do it for him, please? I'm also going to need an ABG. Why are you telling her? Shut up and watch. Be nice to Bambi. Why has this Gomer got to try and die every day during my lunch? It's a little insensitive. Mistake. Man's 92 years old. He has full dementia. He doesn't even know we're here. He is inches from Carla's rack, and he hasn't even flinched. Oh, that is so sweet. Yeah, it is. What about his subconscious? Eisenhower was a sissy. I think by the grace of God, we're going to be okay. Oh, and from now on, whenever I'm in the room, you're definitely not allowed to talk. And this episode is a lot about his approach versus Turk's approach, which is like, seems to be he less afraid of making a mistake, just jumping in and trying things and then seeing how it works out, which usually is not good most of the time. Like, he's not like he's better or smarter. He just like. Doesn't have that fear. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Well, sometimes it's also terrifying. It's like, hey, I got to stab this person in the stomach. But if I stab him in like a centimeter off, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy. I couldn't do it. Being a doctor, that's for sure. Especially on your first day. And then, yes, (laughs) there's that. uh, uh, He's looking for help from Dr. Cox. He pages him um, because he doesn't know how many Tylenol he's supposed to give a patient um, and this is after Dr. Cox has told him he's not supposed to speak when he's in the same room as him. Yes. So, not so, a smart move. No. I mean, he's technically not speaking. Yes. <laughs> Could you seriously just bring me here about that? And he tells him uh, to take a handful of Tylenol, throw it at her face, and whatever sticks is the correct amount. <laughs> yeah. So, he obviously has some really caring teachers here at this teaching hospital. Yes. Yeah. But, of uh, course, we're set up from the top of this episode to think that Dr. Cox is the bad doctor nah, and that Dr. No Kelso way. is the... I mean, we are supposed to believe it. Yeah. But it's obvious from, like, Dr. Kelso's this over-the-top, we're a family, come to me anytime. You just know that they're both going to flip at some point because yeah. Dr. Cox is at least being honest yeah. the whole way through. He has my favorite line in this uh, conversation. It's like, it's like uh, when he... JB, JD, JD, John Dorian, John Dorian points out that like all of his, this is not what he was expecting. All of his patients are just elderly people. And, uh, Dr. Cox says like, yes, that's modern medicine for you. Keeping people alive that should have died a long time ago. Yeah. Which, uh, Dr. Cox, uh, practices like his own version of radical honesty. Yeah. He just says whatever the fuck he thinks. He's pretty great. Uh, amazing actor. He's been in, you know, every movie you could probably name. It's yes. John C. McGinley. And uh, he is one of the reasons this show is great yeah. at points. He's my favorite. He's great at He's points. my favorite character. Yeah. He's um, amazing. He's really good in this scene. I mean, he's good in all He is really scenes. good. Yeah. He's just really funny. I mean, also, uh, so Turk is making, they've, him and his best friend, they've been best friends, JD and Turk. All the way yeah, through residency, since college. since college, always lived together, and so this is kind of part of the whole JD's first day is just going topside, right? Because his because Turk befriends Todd. Yeah, we never got to talk about the apartment. I want to see. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? All right, all right, all right. Todd, JD, JD. This is my man, Todd. Let's go. Oh, 
And like that, I was back in high school. You see, surgical interns, they're all slice them and dice them. They're the jocks. Medical interns, we're trained to think about the body. Diagnose, test. The medical interns, well... You gotta stay. <laughs> we're the chess club. Yes. That weirdo other surgeon. Because Turk is a surgeon, and JD is in, um, like, surgical medicine. Yeah. Which is, like, diagnosis more than surgery. And there's a, it seems to be a competition between... The, the two sides. They're also very different personalities. Like when we see them after their first day, the surgeons are all going out for beers while the medical interns are all playing Pac-Man. So it's like they're the nerds, the chess club, he says, of the medical There's a lot of, of talk the medical about world. clicks yeah. and the high school comparisons and in now, both these episodes. And now Turk is in with the cool kids and he might get an apartment with Todd instead. That's... That was uh, one of the more unbelievable moments to me. Like, come on, you're yeah. just going to suddenly change your Maybe living arrangements time, on day one? Yeah, to go our separate ways. It's crazy. Yes. It's not going to happen. It's no. a little strange. Uh, JD helps Elliot out during rounds. He likes rounds because it's like a game show and he knows <laughs> all the answers. Um, and she doesn't know the answer, so he like whispers it to her and she's um, really grateful. And then he later uses that to ask her out on a date. Which she says, why not to? So yeah. I guess that's happening. There's Elliot for you. All uh, Dr. Cox tells JD he thinks Kelso is Satan after JD is like, no, he's so nice. Like, he's... Anyway, he's like, no, he's Satan. And Again, Cox being great <laughs> and giving him a full, honest answer right away. Uh, and then we meet Mr. Bursky, who isn't feeling well, and he's a frequent flyer at the hospital. He's been there a lot. And... Um, Dr. Cox is, like, quite fond of him, so he's like, okay, just don't kill this guy. Like, <laughs> that's all that I'm asking for, okay? Uh, and then we have the infamous scene with the janitor where the oh. door is not working. I'm, I'm waiting for someone. door is broke. Maybe fifth time or so, it don't open. Maybe there's a penny stuck in there. Why a penny? I don't know. Did you stick a penny in there? No, I was just making small talk. If I find a penny in there, I'm taking you down. Yeah. Neil, Neil Flynn in there, who apparently has never once uttered a written uh, line of dialogue. From really? Script. Yeah, yeah. Just makes up his own lines as he goes, and in, and Bill Lawrence eventually got to the point where it was just like whatever Neil says. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so the door isn't working. He tells JD, and JD. Stupidly opens his mouth. He's like, well, maybe there's a penny stuck in it. Which trying is, to be helpful on his first oh, day. But it, you know he put that penny in there, right? <gasps> he no. must have. That's such a specific... There's as no soon as he said, there. well, what if there's a penny in there? I'm like, why would you say that if you didn't do it? So that... Well, so you are like this janitor. Oh. I mean, I think we learned from the finale that this is a setup. This is, yes. For, that he does for the new kids. Oh, you think... To make them insane. There's no Did penny we? in there. He just flashed on the penny yeah. to threaten him. Okay, we yes. see the same thing later with, with the, the paper, paper clip. clip. Exactly. I assumed that he'd actually shove something. I thought JD was doing it each time. No, just to keep the door no way. The janitor is pulling it's something out of children to make them torture them. For sure. That is so JD funny. JD says in the finale, like, you tortured me this whole year when yeah. the janitor's like, oh, I'm so glad I could be a part of, like, getting you to your residency. He's like, no, we're not friends. You're my number one enemy in this place. Yeah. Yeah. And that, like, that's. The penny was never there. Definitely. Uh, so Elliot is JD's dream girl. We hear, and there's a lot of voiceover in mm -hmm. these episodes, because we can hear inside JD's head what he's thinking, what he wishes he could say, but he doesn't. Um, and he's distracted, doesn't know the answer in rounds, and then asks for her help. The necrosis and infected stool most likely indicate what? Dr. Dorian. Sir, I have no idea. Dr. Reed, can you help him out? I'd say it's superior mesenteric insufficiency. You know, reciprocating for what he did. She pretends she doesn't know the answer and then immediately answers the question herself. So totally sandbags like, him. Dick move. Exactly. But she said it herself. She's super competitive because of her brothers. Yeah. You should have seen this coming. And she's the only woman there, it seems. Yeah. The out of the doctors. Interns. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, that's it. I don't want to go on a date with you anymore. And then she's like, yeah, you do. And then she tries to, like, kiss him, and he, like, he's like, okay. 
Fine. And she knows. Yeah, he, yeah. She knows that. She goes, there you go. See? He has no power. Exactly. You still want to, so here we are. Uh, there's a code, and we hear again voiceover that um, the codes are very exciting in the hospital because the first doctor there gets to run it, which gives you the power, which is very cool to have. So at first, JD's running to get there, and then all of a sudden he changes his mind. He goes to hide in the closet. Because it also means that somebody's heart is failing, exactly. and he would have to. And he hasn't been able to do anything without the help of the nurse. Yeah, he can't even like put in IVs or anything yet. So He's how the hell? Nervous. He's gonna run a code, but who, who's already in the closet? Elliot. Elliot, because she's even more of a chicken than him. So, what's it like being a young hotshot doctor? It's like, did you ever go see a movie that everyone told you was great, and then because of all those expectations, you ended up totally disappointed? Movies nowadays have too many special effects. Yeah, that was pretty much my point. My first code. See, here's how it works. Someone's heart fails, they beep everyone. The first doctor in has to run the room, tell everyone what to do, basically decide if the patient lives or dies. What, am I crazy? Ha! Ew, chicken. Don't worry about the patient. Turk was already there, learning by doing. Charge! Ah! Plus, it turns out the guy was just sleeping, attached to a faulty monitor. I thought we cared about each other. Oh, please, if you didn't want to sleep with me, you would have done the same thing. Well, I'll tell you one thing. The last thing in the world I want to do is sleep with you now. <laughs> do me right here. Okay. See? Right. Pass me a check kit. Thanks. Our date is, is totally canceled. And uh, Dr. Cox walks in, finds them there, doesn't even chastise them, no. just is like, you know what? You just guys are on your own. Give me that thing. Knows immediately yeah, what's you. going on. Yeah. And in the meantime, Turk is running the code. He's which already there. Yeah. Isn't even a code because the guy. He's ready to administer the um, the pulse. What's it called? Yeah. Oh, uh, the thing. The thing. The He's thing that you the doohickey for bring the back people. And he uses it on the guy who oh, has burst up and everyone Thank you. Thank you. Because it was attached to a faulty monitor. And yeah. he was just sleeping. He was, he just was just asleep. Just... Can you imagine? Uh, that could I kill the sleep. Yeah. You th- I think you double check? Yeah, you check their pulse. You don't just like. Quickly Let the machine tell you that they're dying. Yeah, that that's a good point. Ah, but but he doesn't know exactly. Uh, Carla gets Turk to strip in the on call room, down naked, and she likes what she sees. Um, but she doesn't have time for it, so she just leaves him there. Yeah. This, uh, they move very quickly. Their they relationship. certainly do, yeah. it does. But it's up and down because in the finale, well, we'll get JD there. immediately goes to Doctor Cox and tells on Turk. That he has done this, and and Doctor Cox is like, I don't know who that is, and I don't know why I would care. Um, so go away, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, Are you worried? You're worried about being on call tonight? And JD is like, Yeah, like, and he's like, Well, can I call you? He's like, No, just like if anything goes wrong, just like let the nurses do your procedures like you've been doing, and then if it gets really bad, just hide in the closet. <laughs> like it's so bad. He's just like calling him out on all of his like terrible decisions and not helping him at all, he, which is amazing. He is helping him. He's pointing. He's like, Yeah, you can keep he doing keeps, this, but we're going to kick you out. If yeah, you, if you he keep keeps doing just it. bringing it up and bringing it up. Yeah. He won't let him hide, which Ooh. I really like. It's nice having characters like that around who. I don't know, he's kind of an antagonist, but not yeah. a vicious one. He's so great. Oh, he's Ellie vicious. goes crazy and then shits on Carla for what happened with Turk, but also for wearing a thong at work, which is, like, weird. I mean, yes. like, and this, in 2001, like, basically every woman would have been wearing a thong at work. It's just, it's like, probably the only underwear you could pretty much get at that time. But just mean, yeah. And then she's like, you don't know me. I spent all my time here. My, when I'm not here, I'm taking care of my sick mom. Like, this is my only time to, like hook up. I don't know what the point was there. Yeah, right. And they didn't even at this point. No. He just stripped she's in just front like, of her. Rumors, rumors happen or whatever. And That's, she defends it and she knocks her out. The speed with which rumors like distribute in this hospital is amazing. Yeah. Like, it's something almost happens. like we're on Gossip Girl. <laughs> yeah. And then she calls Elliot Miss Out for herself which makes her kind of like take a step back and be like, okay I am also getting a reputation in this hospital yes, for not being a very nice person. Uh, Dr. Kelso tells JD to keep this lady on dialysis, stop pushing for a transplant. Um, she doesn't and, have the insurance to cover it. Um, we find out Mr. Bursky has died. He, he had some kind of rupture. I need to see you in Mr. Bursky's room. Are you flirting with me? You are, aren't you? 
He crashed. The attending thinks it was a pulmonary embolism. No way anyone could have caught it. Anyhow, you have to pronounce him. Why didn't anybody page me? Could you just pronounce him so I can go home? I'll never forget that moment. The way he looked exactly the same, only completely different. The shame that all I could think about was how hard this was for me. Time of death, 0200. I just wanted to help people. And JD has to pronounce him dead, which is very upsetting because he was in his, his first care. day. Yeah. And he does not want to do it. And he asks Kelso if he can have uh, just a pass. Uh, yeah. This one time. And Kelso turns into Satan in front of him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to call the family and inform them of the death. <sighs> he doesn't want to ask for an autopsy. And yeah. they are yeah. supposed to do autopsies on everyone because it's a teaching hospital. Um, and yeah, he says, maybe just this one time. Like, he doesn't want to um, see the body. Anyway, he Kelso rips him a new one and is like, you know what? You're just a fucking meat suit in scrubs. Yeah. And I can replace you. If you can't get this autopsy and you can't do your job properly, then you don't need to be here. It's very obvious at this point they're not yeah. family. And Elliot hears him uh, get in trouble, which is like kind of awkward for him as well because he has a crush on her. Yeah. Uh, Turk admits he is scared and he will move in with JD. He already took the keys and he's already going there and he made a huge mistake. And then he says, I love you, which is like so cute. And everyone just like right? looks at him like, what? And he doesn't take it back. He just goes, <laughs> and then he just runs <laughs> off. Yeah. Their relationship's great. And is. Donald Faison a- is uh, like a teddy bear. He's like a human teddy bear. And yeah. I mean, we've all loved him since Clueless, obviously. And he is so great on the show. And him and Carla are, are a trip, for sure. With the exception of Kelso and Elliot, pretty much everyone on the show just radiates niceness. Yeah, it's true. It's, well, Elliot's not being super nice in this uh, episode, but, but it is she also, has some moments. That's, yeah. She'll come around, I and feel like. And she's very different in the finale than she is in the pilot. Very so obviously, yeah. she's had a hard year, no matter whatever happened. Uh, so yeah, Kelso freaks out, starts screaming. She doesn't have insurance for this um, transplant. Like, you your job is to make money here and, and to get these autopsies, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Um, and then Dr. Cox finally helps JD run the code, gets him into it. And he says, you know, cut him or lose him like that. That's where you're at now. So, and he does, he lets JD finish with the patient. Everything goes well. Well, he encourages him. He says, you can do this. This is your patient now. Yeah. He almost pats him on the back and then he's like, what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) Idiot. Oh, uh, we, a run of just great heartwarming Ugh, moments in their her relationship. Like, yes, They're like if you could just go on YouTube and watch the JD Doctor Cox montages, I'm going to do that. Amazing, tonight, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, he finally gets to leave the hospital after 31 hours and 12 minutes. Yeah, because oh. as soon as he went on call, he his beeper went off. Yeah, I missed that. Clock. Oh, the montage! I did not realize he'd been there that long. Yeah, yeah. Long he was time. there all the day. Countdown. Then he was there all night. Right? Yeah. And then, yeah. So. Just kept helping more people. Um, and it's then wild. we find out Elliot called the Bursky family and the autopsy is good to go. And thank you. Sorry. This feels like it would have been a really fun show to work on. It's Sarah yeah, Chalk. Yeah, Sarah Chalk. Who is also Beth on Rick and Morty. Right. That's very true. Oh. She's on How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Oh. She's sure everywhere right oh. now. Some good comedy chops. She kisses Elliot on the, or JD on the cheek. Elliot kisses JD on the cheek. And he decides she's forgiven, even though he was just previously saying that she would, he would never forgive her. And we get... I mean, that's going to be their vibe throughout the whole show. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, then he walks into a sliding glass door while thinking how proud he is of himself. Nothing went he wrong. didn't humiliate himself on yeah. his first day. As If you've ever walked into a sliding glass door, you know it definitely hurts. I feel like that was... One of many humiliations, though. Uh-huh. Like, we all agree he humiliated Well, I mean, he was times. having all the nurses do his procedures. Like, like we know, rumors fly, right? Yeah. So, like, every single person at the hospital knew that he was not doing his job Hiding properly. in a right? closet. Every time yes. they go back to that nurse's station, they're saying, I just did another thing for a doctor. Can't, can't do anything. That's true. Ugh. All right, anything else on the pilot before we talk about the finale? No. Nope. I feel like we covered it all. We talked a little bit about how, I mean... Thinking about Turk and his storyline in this one, which is kind of the weakest for me, mm-hmm. it's just really because it's all through JD's eyes. Yeah. But it's not 
J- like I looked up, so not JD is not in every episode, in spite of like the whole show is supposed to be like his perspective and like the opening narration implies he writes, he's writing in his diary all the time. Yeah, he's not in the last season. Oh, really? Yeah, he left the show. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought he was stick stuck no. around. Ooh. We Ooh. talked about this, but Turk is still there. Yes. What? What? <laughs> okay. He left the show when it changed networks. No, no. I th- I understood that they changed networks, and most of them left. I thought he was still popping. Is it in only him that left? Episodes. I feel like Zach Braff is the only one that leaves, and then the rest of them are kind of like they're in some of the episodes. But like they made deals to just like still be around yeah. and get paid a lot of money, but they aren't in like all twenty-two. Which and is then they fine. they come in with like a whole new group of interns, which includes Dave Franco, and he's like the new JD, where you like hearing his thoughts. But wait, JD doesn't even guest in the final season. I don't think so. I mean, he wow. might be in a, the finale. He's I think he's in the finale. He's gotta be. The Scrubs finale is actually pretty good. Like the it's pretty the first finale or the second finale? The final episode of the, the show. Final, final. I think he's in it. Maybe, I don't know. It's been a long time since I watched all of this. You know what? I'll find out when I get there. All right. It's episode 24, My Last Day, May 21st, 2002. Opens the exact same way as the first episode. It is the last day of JD, Elliot, and Turk's intern year. Elliot makes a big decision while everyone else tried to get a patient without insurance, a life-saving operation. Jordan takes it upon herself to let everyone know exactly what has been going on this year. Yeah, so we meet Jordan. How did you guys feel about Jordan? She uh, She's a surprise. Oh, yes. Wife. She uh, was not ex-wife. A pilot of Dr. Cox. And wife of the show's creator, Bill Lawrence. Ah, really? Yeah. Good for you. Um, I thought... Star of the Drew Carey Show, if you guys have ever seen it. I did not think she... Oh, my God. I didn't even recognize her. Wow. Okay. Well, now I like her a lot more. <laughs> I mean, she's a great character. Is she part of this cast? Yeah, pretty much. She's I thought that she was a... Yeah. yeah, I definitely thought she was just going to be a guest character. Yeah, no. She definitely no. sticks around, but she's not always there. And she's, she's great... She's in and out. ...as a real antagonist. Christina Miller. I think her name is Christina Miller. Christina B. Miller. Uh, she's amazing in this episode, but it's a lot to just come out of nowhere if you yeah. haven't seen any of the build-up of what's going on. Well, Definitely. she comes in, and she basically, in her final, like, petty revenge scene in this episode, yeah. basically lays out everything that's happened over well, the first we'll season. We'll get to it, but it's like, it's because of what Perry says to her, Dr. Cox, Perry Cox, Yeah, uh, that just flips her to this, like evil place anyway and also what Elliot says to her we'll get into it she's pretty evil but they say yes for sure um and it's kind of like a bait and switch right because she just helped them and we're supposed to be like oh she did it and then she goes and fucks them all over uh it says it's June 30th did it tell us the date in the first one I don't think so no so yeah exact same voiceover once again JD hasn't gotten any sleep and that's because it's his very last day of uh being an intern and he's going to be a resident Soon, he does the same mirror gag that he does in the pilot, except instead of shaving foam, um, I don't know what would you call that shaving foam bits, yeah, wearing his bra, wearing his beard, etc., <laughs> which you see in the pilot. Yeah, now he sees all the other characters. Ah! Oh, please, I've seen you make it before, dude. You had that five up high for cherry pie. Oh. You find it funny, Dr. Dorian? Why don't you tell me the EKG findings of Wolf Parkinson White Syndrome? I haven't even showered yet. We could shower together for old time's sake. You know, I never would have slept with you if you told me you're Dr. Cox's ex-wife. What was that, newbie? Ah. Relax. He doesn't know. He likes Carla anyway. I got Carla wrapped around my finger. I heard that. What are you guys talking about? Nothing. Thank you. Forget about it. No, no, no. You can't forget about these. I pull those heads back if you want to keep them, Q-tip. That's just the kind of thing that can be construed as sexual harassment. You got a few hairs in the sink there, huh? For God's sake, man, don't comb so hard. All right, enough is enough! I guess I don't fit in with your mirror friends. Enjoy. Uh-huh. Telling him what they think of him, basically. Yeah, and it's pretty rough. We find out that um, Elliot has seen him naked, so 
They probably hooked up. We do find out later in the episode that they sort of had sex, so they definitely have hooked up. Uh, we see Todd, we see Dr. Kelso, and then we see Jordan, who says that he uh, he says he never would have slept with her if, if he I had, had known. known that you were Dr. Cox's ex-wife. So we also know they've had sex. We know that he didn't know who she was when he had sex with How her. did they meet? Did they meet at a bar? We know that Dr. Cox doesn't know about and this And did she know when she sought him out? Did she seek him out because it was her husband's protege? Oh. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh. We also find out he doesn't know, but he likes Carla. Yeah. And Carla likes Turk. This is... And then Nurse Roberts appears, and uh, also Ted. And then the janitor's in the shower because he's not special like his mirror friends, which made me <laughs> laugh out loud. So good. Love that he's upset about it, that he's not a part of the gang, and takes the shower head as revenge. And he never gets a name either. It's just really? Kidding. He doesn't. <laughs> no. Okay. Makes sense. I don't think so. Makes sense. Uh, so we got Mr. Bober. He's another frequent flyer um, that D- uh, Dr. Cox does not want to die to kill. Yeah, and uh, JD's like, you haven't even mentioned this is my last day. Like, aren't you excited? He's like, literally nothing is going to change between today and tomorrow, mm-hmm. except there'll be new stupid people here who will think you might know something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he says that uh, you'll still be the same excitable little girl. The one thing with the show, it is it is pretty sexist. Like, they, they call Elliot Barbie. Yes. Um, and every way that Dr. Cox insults JD is by referring to him as by a different girl's name now in this, every episode. That's a reference to McGinley. Uh, that's a joke that he plays on his neighbor and friend, John Cusack. <laughs> so it, that's how it's worked its way in. But yeah. yeah. It and again, it's like, it doesn't super bother me on this show, but I think in watching it now, 20 years later, there is still some jokes that you're just like, it's very male. And yeah. I don't know how many women writers there were on this show, but it definitely could, they could be doing better than they are. Yeah. But yes, I, I, I have never had a problem with him calling him various girls' names. There's been But even targets. to be like, you're, you're still, you're just being the excitable little girl that you always are. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's problematic. A little. Well, it just shows you how much progress has been made in 20 years. Yeah. yeah it's true. Fortunately. Uh, Turk and Carla are in a huge fight. They are fighting over the fact that she said that it's weird to think that she will never get to date again. Yeah. Or did she say she get said to? she didn't? Say she said she to. didn't say get he to. He says she did. He yeah. says it's weird. Does that make a difference? Yeah, kind of. Like There's it's a the kind of thing that you would just let go normally. Yeah. Be like, all right, I wouldn't be worth fighting. Over. I feel like it, either way, it's it's just a word thing. Well, Technical no, because get to implies you're going to miss it. You, yeah. you wish you could. Yeah. And it's like, what do well, you Well, it also implies to? like you enjoy dating, right? Which some people do and some people don't. True. But yeah. yeah, they drag JD into it. They drag Nurse Laverne into it. And they're all just like, oh my God, we don't want to be in this argument. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a workplace. This is actually one of my favorite uh, fantasy sequences is he tries to escape being roped into it and they literally lasso him in. Yeah. Just Turk being like, pulling him over. I got you. It's delightful. Mm -hmm. I, I... I don't even know why I hated the cutaways. I feel like this show is definitely up your alley. Well, it's just so sweet. It's like a Michael Schur show where everyone's really good natured and the true. world is There are some sad moments, but it's never like bad moments. It's like because people are dying, which is sometimes upsetting. Uh, Jordan needs in a physical for her insurance and Dr. Cox is like, no friggin' way am I doing that? And so he makes, uh, Elliot do it. Bad idea. And that's when he calls her Barbie. The first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Putting them together. Yeah. Uh, Ted is getting in trouble from Kelso because he failed to secure their new parking garage. Kelso was, by the way... Standing on the roof, yeah. thinking about jumping. Yes. No, I'm guessing no. Ted is. Oh, sorry, Ted is thinking about jumping. Yeah, Kelso comes out. I'm getting the sense Ted thinks a lot about jumping off. The I roof. think he says, "Do it, Ted. Just do, do it." it. <laughs> Ted Kelso says, "I wonder if you're happy here," which yeah. I think is yeah. If you had watched the previous 22 episodes, you would know he's like the most unhappy person. Oh, it's obvious from his one scene in the pilot in the world, <laughs> and he's great character too on this show. Uh, Dr. Cox comes up to the roof and he's pissed off about the schedule. 
Um, and he thought he was hoping that the mothership had finally come for Kelso, that his evil Earth mission had come to an end. So Kelso deflects him and redirects him by dangling the chance to be the residency director in front. Yeah, which really freaks Dr. Cox out because he can't understand why he would want him to have that job because he knows that Kelso does not like him. Which is crazy to me. Because Kel, I, well, I don't know. I guess Cox is the same as JD because he actually cares about the patients, and Kelso is a bottom line. Cares guy. about the money. Yeah. yeah. Well, he does say later in the next scene when he's like, "Why? Why are you doing this?" He's like, "Well, because I want you on side, mm-hmm. and if I give you this position, then you'll stop hassling me about shit all the Financial. time, costing me money all the time. Yeah. And if you ever want my job, you got to do this job. So, like, what are you? Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? Right?" And, Go ahead and walk away if yeah, you want to. He kind of <laughs> wants the job, so... Kelso's pretty shrewd. Yeah. As far as being an administrator goes. He's so good, too. They're all great. Uh, he eventually retires, and then he just, like, won't leave the hospital. He just, like, hangs out in the coffee shop every oh. single day because he has nothing else to do. That's so sad. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, Mr. Bober is not doing well. He's, like, more work than all of JD's other patients put together. Um, and then Carla, like, knocks her coffee over, and JD's like, whatever, someone else will clean it up, which... Someone else. Which <sighs> the janitor, unfortunately, overhears and freaks out about, but it gives JD an idea. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I could pawn that off on you, and I could pawn this patient off on someone else. And, like, gives Mr. Bober to Elliot, who, I guess, is in love with JD, and, uh, does whatever he says. Interesting. Which, um, Jordan lectures her about, right? He's like, oh, my God, are you letting JD push you around again like she's still in love with him yeah but jordan is like playing off her insecurities there and her own competitiveness he doesn't have insurance so if you could talk to the other members of the board today at the meeting well jd thought maybe we jd thought first he dumps that patient on you now he wants you to ask me a favor honey if you don't start saying no to him soon you're gonna wind up on the losing end of a little game i like to call hide the pickle jd and i are just colleagues oh my god i was just joking but you actually slept with him didn't you a little. Look, I don't know where your mother was when she should have been telling you all of these things, but you cannot have sex with someone you care about. Sex is for making babies and revenge. You're so full of it. Listen, Stick, if you want to wipe your nose and pretend that was a sneeze, I will play along. But if you have something to say, say it. Everybody knows you're still sleeping with Dr. Cox, and it can't be about making babies, because you'd probably just end up eating them anyway. And as for revenge, I'm just not sure that driving to his apartment and pleasuring him while he watches sports centers hurting him as much as you might think. So I have to figure that you still care about him, whether you want to admit it or not. And if you lay one finger on me, I'm blowing my rape whistle. Kiss her. real lady macbeth she sings a song about how elliot is a doormat which made me laugh so hard right oh and then tries to make her give her a urine sample for her physical so that she won't fail it yeah also which was also supposed to be jd's job yes all of these things (sighs) he's pawning off on people still and then still not doing his elliot pawns the patient off on to todd because todd's an idiot who's also in love with elliot and Turk is like, no friggin' way. So this starts a whole war where they're fighting over who's going to take care of him. And his granddaughter uh, shows up and possibly overhears them complaining about not wanting to take care of him. And they're like, oh, no, it's fine. She didn't hear. And then the best line of this episode is like when the nur- nurse Laverne is like, yeah, but Jesus did. Man. Yeah. She's amazing. She's nurse Laverne best. coming in yeah. and just chastising everyone all the time. It's like, yeah, yeah. She fucking, yeah, he fucking did. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so they're, like, trying to convince themselves they haven't done anything wrong. They go to try and check on him, and they literally don't even know what he looks like. Yeah, they've all been They've all him. been dealing with him as a patient, and they haven't actually spoken to his face, which is crazy. Then they can't believe, like, how, like, in a year they've turned into those doctors that when they walked in on the first day, which we actually got to see. Yeah. And thinking, like, oh, these guys are dicks. Like, they don't care about their patients at all. I'm never going to be like this. And now, Boom. They're doing it. They are that. It took Gil literally pretty quick. 365 days, yeah, and he's seeing Mr. Bober everywhere, wherever he goes. Yeah. Now, yeah. over the course of the series, they all kind of move up the ladder, right? Yes. So by the end of it, they're all in other people's jobs. Yeah. Sort of like The Wire. Different specialties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 
Well, they can't be interns forever. That's the yeah. one problem with hospital shows. It's like they always start out as interns. That your internship was not going to last forever. But then you just put in more interns, I guess. Yes. Fresh wave of characters. Getting, yeah. I like that. Everyone has to change their responsibilities and their problems every year. That's... Mm-hmm. It's a nice engine to have in a show. Yeah. It's funny watching this because the the strife is so internal and like you get four or five seasons deep. Like these people are family. They're best friends. Like they would never do any of these things to each other. Right. And the stuff is all external, right? So it's really funny going back and watching this first season after all the years and all the things they went through. Uh, so Mr. Bobert does not have insurance. Um, so they decide to, a th- on a three-pronged plan... To uh, fix Dr. Bober, or not Dr. Bober, Mr. Bober. Mm-hmm. So JD goes to Cox, and he's like, all right, I'm going to ask him for help, but he's just going to call me a girl's name and tell me to screw off. One and of those predictions is correct. Yes, mm-hmm. calls him Charlotte, but says he will help. Um, he says he trusts JD as a doctor and as a person because he cares about the patients. Amazing. A and JD thinks moment. that he's on drugs. Dying. He dying. says, are you dying? Are you dying? And... Cox is like, no, I've got a new shrink, which is an amazing. I really hope that's true. I don't know if that's really true, but that's a funny line. True or false. Still hilarious. And then JD wants to buy him dinner to thank him for everything he's done this year. And Dr. Cox is like, yeah, okay. And then realizes he means like they have to sit down and eat it together. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no fucking way. You can buy me dinner all you want. I will not sit down and have dinner with you. Thought from a writing perspective, if this occurred to both of you guys, as soon as I saw this beat, this like heartwarming confession beat come this early, you know it's a setup for a deeper fall later on. Yeah. Right? So this is like probably the first time he's acknowledged that JD's like his protege and likes him. Yes. Like respects him a Uh little bit. Okay. Yeah. Great. Even an inch. That's why he's like, are you dying? <laughs> like, he's never complimented him before, let alone saying, I trust you as a doctor and a person. Like, that's that. That's everything JD wants. Uh, everything. And then, yeah, in the next four scenes, gets completely destroyed and probably taken away from him forever. So, when Jordan is telling uh, Elliot, like, ugh, you can't have sex with people that you like. You only have sex for babies or revenge. Elliot uh, opens her dumb mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like... Yeah. And, yeah. And, and she's like, I'll, I'll let you pretend that was a sneeze if you want. But nope. She fucking is like, look, the whole hospital knows you're sleeping with your ex-husband, yeah. Dr. Perry Cox. And uh, it's not hurting him for you to just like go over there and screw him while he watches Sports Center. And if you had a baby, you would eat it. So I think you're kind of still hung up on him, you know? And yeah, she is... She's definitely hung up on him. Yes. Like she hits, so Elliot hits a nerve. Which, yeah. And this is clearly the last person you want to hit a nerve with. Like, <laughs> yeah. she's just, you, you can tell she's unstable. There's no knowing what she'll do. Uh, and she's on the board of the hospital. That's what's crazy. Which was not clear to us, really, but, I mean, would be, obviously, if we had seen the other episodes. So, yeah, she's like, she could really fire you. For no reason, probably, just because they wanted to. Uh, Carla and Turk go to this doctor and be like, hey, I know you had this surgery, but your patient died. Can you just keep it on the books? Because we're going to try and sneak someone in there and and get the surgery done. And the doctor's like, Turk can't explain himself properly. And and he's just like, all right, next time, figure out what you want and then send her to tell me. (laughs) And Carla is like, literally, like, you're the dumbest man I've ever looked at before. And in the background, Todd, who is the dumbest man on earth. Yeah. Is like making like blowfish is on into the, the glass, glass and he's getting punched in the face. He's like, oh, it didn't hurt. Uh, and he's like, oh, really? I look dumber than this guy? And she's like, yes, yeah, you do. <laughs> and, the, and that is some love between those two. Oh, they're such a good. That uh, was a great scene. Such a good couple. Uh, Kelso doesn't want to prove the surgery because the. Um, he doesn't she's have not insurance. Insured. And this is the same problem that we had in the, in the pilot. first episode, except now we're seeing how JD like attacks it instead of. You know, accepting it. Yeah. And Uh, Cox comes in and says, okay, well, if we deal with this, it's going to cost us less money in the long run because this guy's here all the time. Oh, yeah. And it's expensive. And he's like, oh, my God, that's great. Sure, let's do it. Uh, But you're going to need a board member on your side. Then, boom, we see Dr. Cox and our dear friend Jordan all naked and uh, staring at each other from separate couches. Yeah, that's that's always weird, right? Like. Uh. 
Okay, so they just had sex, and they're sitting on opposite sides yeah, of the room. But they're not having sex in bed. But he does say, oh, like, that's, that's the first time he doesn't hate himself for sleeping with her, that they actually connected that time, which is like, we're like, oh my god, did Elliot get to her and be like, you know, you're not sleeping with him for revenge, you're sleeping with him because you love him. Uh, and she's happy that he hasn't asked for her help. And this is where everything goes wrong because he opens his dumb mouth and is like, bitch. why would I ask you for help? I know what you're going to do. Like, you're going to walk into that meeting tomorrow and just, like, hope no one asks for your opinion. And, you know, you could actually do something. You could actually change things. Blah, blah, blah. Like, totally plays her. Um, and we think it works because he gets the surgery. But, nope, she storms into their victory party. Here it is, oh, folks. No, no, I wasn't invited to this victory party, but let me just go one by one, and tell you something that will destroy each of you just a little bit. Here's to the new residents. Here, here. It's been a long year, but the important thing is we all got through it together. We were a family. Hey, everyone. Uh, hey, how are you? Oh, Miss Sullivan, thank you for helping us with Mr. Bulber. Oh, don't mention it. And even though I wasn't invited to your little party, I brought presents for everyone. Brace yourself there, Nibby. Carla? My ex-husband is in love with you. It's true. Ask your boyfriend, he knows. He and Perry talk about it all the time. I don't know why you haven't mentioned this to her. Perhaps you're afraid of something. Huh. And Bob? When are you going to tell Perry that that promotion you're making him jump through hoops for was filled months ago? It just seems wrong. Which brings us to Twinkie. If you don't have the courage to tell your colleague, Dr. Dorian, that you're still crazy about him... I'm going to go ahead and do it for you, because that's what friends do. Yeah. And finally, Perry. You are not going to believe what happened the first time I met your little protege here. Oh, please, God, no. I slept with him, and it was good. Oh. How's that for stirring things up? Have a great summer, everyone. Yeah. So reveals that Kelso does not have a job for Cox. He already filled the residency director position. Yeah. So he's just so been using it as a after he, like It was before he even brought it up that yeah. it was filled. So yeah. this whole time it's been a lie, which he suspected, yeah. which is mean. It's so it's mean, mean, but it's... And pointless. Well, well no, he got... get him to do what he wants, I guess. Gets but... Kelso and gets Cox in line for a while, and then when yeah. the job is filled, he can say, sorry, you're not ready I yet. tried, but yeah, exactly. The or board someone said else no. went against it. Yeah. So he could even say, someone on the board is against you, and Cox would assume it was his ex-wife. Yes, yeah, right? definitely. He uh, tells him that uh, that Perry is in love with Carla, and that Turk knows about it, and that they discuss it constantly. Which is like that's that's creepy. That's really bad. It's yeah, so creepy. and Carla is just like, what the fuck? She's the first to leave the table. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Elliot is in love with JD. Thank you. Yeah. Dr. Cox is... Jordan slept with... Uh, Jordan slept with JD. Ah, yes, of course. So there's the revelation to kill uh, both JD and Cox. When I met... Yeah. Everyone slowly... She walks off. Yeah. Carla walks off, and then uh, Elliot walks off. It's the two women that get up and walk away first. Mm-hmm. And JD walks away... Or Turk walks away. And then, yeah. Kelso. And then Cox... Uh, Looks Cox at gives JD the shit out of his chair. <laughs> For like a solid ten seconds, yeah. just looks at him. Well, he does, and she does not just say, "I slept with them." She goes, "I slept she with them." It was so good. good. She's like just rubbing it in. It's really, really brutal. Yeah, super bitch. Why? Why is she being such a super bitch? It's very mean. And that's basically the end of the episode. Yeah. I think it's because she wasn't right? invited I mean, to but their victory dinner. Do that's... you not need to tune in? Yeah. To episode. It's kind of like Psych with when Lassie tried to, you know, join the the crew, but she went nuclear. Yeah. Okay, now I have to keep watching Psych. Um, this was also the first time we see Kelso getting along with them. Like they're all sitting together. He actually seemed to be part of the gang for a minute. Yeah. Which was so satisfying until she drops all the bombs. Mm, that's true. But yeah, I mean, not a happy ending to the first season, but definitely hooking me for the second. Yeah, I immediately wanted to watch the next episode <laughs> yeah, because right. just to see the whole JD uh, Dr. Cox thing. Saskia, you gave me a look like, I don't know if I was hooked for that second season. Were you not hooked? Oh, no. No? No. God. It's too stylistic. It's too distracting. Not even for Cox? 
Not even for he is amazing. Janitor. I like him. I like Cox a lot. And I actually did not hate Zach Braff. So that's a plus. I was amazed by how uh, much I enjoyed him. Yeah, it was. He was fine. He's very handsome and, and great. It's definitely, yeah. he's funny. I agree. I've I never feel, disagreed. I feel like I. Uh, I mean, I never. I didn't Always rag on him on Twitter I, or nothing. But. <laughs> no, please don't. I never did that either. Don't hurt no. people on Twitter. Exactly. I've never hurt anyone on Twitter. Keep your opinions to yourself, unless they're positive. Or in any social media. No. Very wise. I tried to not hurt people. Period. All right. Well, obviously, I am going to win this quiz because. I have seen all these episodes. I think you probably will. Let's yes. do it. All right. Okay. So these are some season one questions. Mm-hmm. We already know what all the relationships are, so I'm focusing in on some fun bric-a-brac. Oh, whoa. Aside from JD, who does the janitor talk to in season one? Is it A, Turk? Like even once? Even once. A, Turk. B, Elliot. C, Kelso. Or D, no one. No one. The other one's like, how would you even know that? You would have to watch all the episodes. Mm. Mm. To, like, rule out that he didn't talk to any, like, you two could, of those three you, people? Well, I mean, from a writing perspective, there's no reason to show him to, talking to... I'm going with D. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm thinking because, like, him and Elliot have a very special relationship. He calls her the blonde doctor. And he's, like, in love with her, I think. But I don't know if he talks to her. I'm going to say no one. All right, you're both correct. Yes. Talks to absolutely no one besides GD. He may not even exist as far yeah, as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. But eventually he does because he does talk to Blonde Doctor. Okay, Janitor. Barbie. There's a lot of nicknames for all the characters. Yeah. Right? yeah. Janitor gives JD a pretty good nickname. Is it A, Scooter, B, Johnny, C, Newbie, or D, Q-Tip? Mm. We forgot to discuss he does in the finale when he's saying how happy he was that JD is about to become res- resident. He calls him Tiger. Mm. And he had, JD had earlier thought about how he wished people would start calling him Tiger. And then the one person that he hates calls him Tiger. That was really good and funny. Scene. It was. Can you say the names again? Absolutely. It's A, Scooter, B, Johnny, C, Newbie, or D, Q-Tip. I went with Scooter. Same, same. You're both right. It's yes. because it's short for Scooter Pies, which the janitor hates. Oh. Oh. What is the only thing JD is scared of? Is it A, Dr. Cox, B, Sharks, C, Janitor Shanks, or D, Pennies? Ooh. For some reason, I thought it was going to be Clowns. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Dr. Cox. That's also what I'm going with. It's A. I'm afraid it is B, Sharks. I almost went with Sharks. He does also have a weird thing about pennies. Yeah. It's not an outright fear, but they make him uncomfortable. Well, that's so weird that he would suggest... Well, that makes sense that he would think it's a penny that's in there then. (laughs) Uh, JD turns into a superhero sometimes during during the show and during season one. Which superhero... Does he turn into, does he see himself as? Is it A, Iron Man, B, Batman, C, the Hulk, or D, Daredevil? Really? I thought it was going to be Superman. Can't remember. I'm going to go with the Daredevil. I think it's Batman. Ah, Sorry, guys. It's the Hulk. It's the Hulk. I was thinking, I'm like, I know I'm picturing the Hulk, but I think it's like, Dr. Cox that turns into the Hulk. <laughs> right? It kind of feels like all of them would turn into JD the Hulk. JD doesn't seem very Hulky. No, he doesn't. He's so he doesn't get so mad. skinny and lanky. And... That's why he's perfect for it, just like yeah. Bruce Banner. And pretty non-angry. Yeah. Well, he doesn't really have pretty rage issues. Yes. But that's why it's perfect. Even yeah. Turk is more of a yeller. Yeah. All right. Right now, it's tied neck and neck. We're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good, considering these are strange questions. All right. In season one, we introduce a game that they, all these people play called steak. What are the rules of steak? Is it A, eat as much of other people's steak as you can, B, the person to eat the most steak wins steak, C, the first person to escape their shift and reach a steak wins, or D, the first person to finish their steak is the winner of steak? D. I like C the best, so I'm going with C. Understandable, but Hannah wins. She yeah. she knows, yes. correct? Penny can! All right, we got... You know what? I'm going to throw another couple in here. Elliot has something very strange happen to her when her head gets too hot. Hmm. A, she pees. 
B, she passes out. C, she needs to take a nap immediately. Or D, she starts to hallucinate. Elliot is like the biggest disaster of a human person on yeah. television. I would like to point that out. Yeah, she's a mess. She's so bad. We had a great... in the uh, best way. We had a great uh, cutaway of her in the finale where she's dressed up like a band geek in full marching gear with this head brace falling over in the cafeteria. Oh, it's just a disaster. I feel like it's, that probably happened to her in high school. Oh my god. Yeah, she's a mess. What was D again? Uh, hallucinating. Oh, those are good. The, oh, okay. I'm going to go with C. And what was the question again? What happens to Elliot when her and head oh, gets yeah. too high? Hallucinate and needs nap to take immediately. A nap. Passes out. Passes or pees. Uh, I'm going to say P. Hannah, you got it. Ew. <laughs> you Ew. got it. Ew. All right. Hannah's, Hannah has won this Saskatchewan. Yes. Hannah, come back. I had some others, but there's no point. That's my donut. I've given you. Yay. A donut based off of my favorite character, Dr. Cox. Ooh, oh, sour donut? Sour donut. That's a good one. Mm, so good. All right, well, I think we've got two recommends and one not for me. Absolutely recommend. I'm going to watch more of this today. I've seen it, and it's great. And we already know. I will not you've be made it seeing very clear. more episodes, I don't think. But you've, it made you that. hate Zach Braff less. Yes, I don't think I hate him anymore. That's okay, a good, good. That's a yeah. good start. Maybe in another 10 years, you'll reconsider Maybe scripts. you'll look it's, up some John C. McGinley proje- projects of other kinds. Uh, possible. Yeah. He's pretty good. And watch Clueless again. Are they all stylistically? All like John his? C. McGinley's projects? No. no he's in Platoon, I'm pretty sure. I think you're right. <laughs> he's in a lot of war movies, I think. All right. Uh, let's pick a new show. Yeah, he is. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. he is. Uh, your numbers are between 1 and 344. John C. McGinley, he's in uh, Point Break 7. Oh, damn, that's a good movie. I've the seen, Rock. Seen that? Oh, yeah, he's the villain on that. Yeah, he's such a good actor. Whenever you see him in anything, you're just like, all right, this, this is going to be great. Yeah, yeah, it's true. All right, sorry, what were our numbers? 344 is the top. Okay, I will take... Pick something really good. 208 <sighs> is my number. My number is 10. Jesus Christ, dude. They start with the numbers... No, they don't anymore. Ooh. They start by Come on, goodness. Saskia, keep up. Ten is Doctor Who. Oh, 2005. Oh, no. no. Not unless we absolutely have to. Well, we better hope we like 208. I'm sorry, Saskia. No, I can't. It's too, too I know, much. I know. The Mitchell and Webb look. Like, what the Whoa, fuck? Comedy okay. from 2006. No. Never heard of that. I would watch Mitchell and Webb. Do you know what that is? I know the comedians, um, Mitchell and Webb. But we don't know what the show is about. Or um, if there's more of two than two of them. I believe... It's Sketch Show. Yeah. I think it's the same guys who made Peep Show. Oh, well, I don't, I don't think that's a good donut, though. Do you want to pick some? Do you want to pick a number? You feel like picking a number? Yeah, maybe you should... Pick okay. a number. I'm going to pick it at random then. Uh, I'm going to pick... Because you got 200, you did 10, so I'll do one in the hundreds. I'll do 172. Okay, fingers crossed. God help us. All right, 172. Come on, come on, come on. Is Wolverine and the X-Men. Oh my Brilliant. God. That's what we're watching. So is, this, is this yours or mine? It's, it's mine. Ugh, I'd rather watch Doctor Who if I'm honest. Yeah. All right. So is it? Oh my God! It's a comic. Yeah. Wolverine and the X Men. We've watched a lot of. Wasn't going to be live action. Yeah. (laughs) There's no live action Wolverine TV show. Not yet. That would be awesome if there was. Give it time. No, we're gonna watch. Doctor Who. Doctor Who, and I will decide which Doctor Who's we're gonna watch, but they will be from 2005. God. I don't want to do this. Uh, sorry, but it's happening. All right. Uh, tune in next time when we watch Doctor Who. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank Goodbye. You. Bye. Out the door, just in time. Head down the 405. Gotta meet the new boss by 8 a.m. The phone rings in the car. The wife is working hard. She's running late tonight again.
Superman. Superman. 